Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to part two of Hardcore Listings with Chris and Stu. Our son has left us to record this on our own. It's just as glad he's not here anymore. I wish we could divorce him. You could poison him at Christmas. Then we'd just have that rotten Robbie Williams look-alike to deal with. He has a terrible sliss. It's disgusting. Anyway, here's part two with Saucy George. And I still don't think she's a doctor. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Go. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to part two of Hardcore Listing with um, Dr. Saucy George. Chris Passion and Roy Tarmac. Hello. <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're in Manchester. Um, we've had a Mancunian day today, haven't we? We've, um, mm-hmm. we've been and, and caught up with... Um, Mike Joyce from the Smiths, and we call yeah. it a podcast, which may have been out by now or will be out next week. Yep. Um, and um, our, uh, are we label mates? What are we? Network mates. Network. Yeah. Network. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bums. <laughs> Susie Gage um, has, has, has come over from Liverpool to Manchester to our, um, it's not a hotel, should we call it an apartment? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm very a man of few words at the moment, aren't I? I yep. need to warm no. up. Yeah. Podcast gold, yep. you are, Chris. <laughs> nope. Um, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Susie's here and um, she's counting down her top five um, BBC comedies. Um, and we've had two so far, am yep. I correct? Yeah. Yes. And which was um, Alan Partridge, many variants of. Yes. And Day to Day. Featuring um, Alan Partridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there will be no more partridge. <laughs> and we Possibly. just we, we was just panicking. <laughs> I, I was just, no. <laughs> yeah. I was just panicking. We wasn't. I was just panicking because when when Susie's finished recording, um, I should say it's nine o'clock at night. Susie's got to go back to to Liverpool, and, and me and you've got to do some intros and and do a, a new advert for um, Harry's. Harry's. Yeah. So yeah. We, we're gonna try and get a bit trashed and do something more ridiculous than the last <laughs> one. Mm. Um, is that your excuse for trying to get me drunk while spending you just pushed the beds together Mm -hmm, Um, and and, and so yeah I I asked you to to ring Dan to see if we could still buy some beer later Mm -hmm. and and that was and you was like yeah sure and Susie went well 24 hour party people you're in Manchester 
And so that led us on to to go back to Steve Coogan and, and talk about <laughs> 24 Hour Party People, yes. which was um, directed by um, Michael Winterbottom. Michael Winterbottom, who, who does, does the trip, the trip and, and nine songs. Yeah, and they also did a film with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon based on uh, Tristram Shandy, the novel called A Cock and Bull Story. Oh, I've not seen oh, that. Yeah. It's good. It's mm. not as good as 24 Hour Party People. Yeah. And which is bloody brilliant. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but it is uh, pretty smashing, isn't it? It just delivers. It, and, mm. and, I, and I think um, Steve Coogan absolutely nailed Tony Wilson perfectly. Mm. And and I don't know who the actor was that plays Sean Ryder, but I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah. he was amazing. And and I can't think of the... He's a really famous actor, isn't he? He played Ian Curtis. Um, oh, I, don't know, I don't know who played Ian Curtis. He played... Ian Brady in the thing with Maxine Peake, the um, Moore's Murders thing. No. And he also um, played in, what was the Michael Caine film where, the recent one where he, the vigilante in... in Harry Brown. Harry Brown. He played the drug dealer in the in the grow house. Oh, wow, that guy. He was also in, in Alien, what was it, Prometheus, wasn't yeah, he? He's yeah, he's a fucking great mm, actor. He is he? fantastic. And he was phenomenal, yeah. Ian Curtis. Absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't, because it's been a while, I can't picture him as Ian Curtis. He's very, very good. Yeah. Um, I'd say he was, I, I would go with that over Sam Riley in mm. Control. I think he was, he was fantastic. Really? Hannah, mm. Andy Serkis as um, Martin Hannah. As, as Hannah, well, oh, amazing. Right, yeah. <laughs> And the owner of the the venue where they first started their thing was was Peter Kay, yeah. who was cracking in it. Yeah, um, what is this? You know what I call television? <laughs> Idiot box. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, he was he was spectacular in that. You ever met Tony Wilson then, Mr. I'm going to shoehorn that story in. You know I'm going to shoehorn that story in. Crow, crowbar away, mate. It's a good time to say because when we was driving in today, I said that we we we're doing the tourist trap, and I want to go. Salford Boys Club, and um, we want to go, go and to look the, at the Hacienda Flats. We want to go and look at the Hacienda Flats. Literally, literally like in that order, that's how Stuart explained it. They've got it. a blue plaque on them now, but they are flats. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go to the Hacienda? No, no. I was Well, I wasn't in the north, and I was too young as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a while back. Mm. What was you? How old was you when that was all popping off? Mid-40s. Mid-40s. <laughs> uh, uh, too old. Your clubbing days were over, weren't they, by yeah, that point? yeah. After Glenn Miller, really, that's when you sort of... It was all out. downhill from there. When that newfangled <laughs> rock and roll music came yeah, in, yeah, oh, yeah. I signed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so what's, what's your next comedy? Um, so this is one that I would be surprised if you guys had even seen, because whenever I mention it to people, they've hardly ever seen it. Mm-hmm. And it is called I Am Not an Animal. Indeed, eh? So yeah, I, ha- I, I, you see, I had to look it up, and then I was like, right, and I had vague recollections of it because that was a just after uni. Yeah. Um, but I really struggled to really conjure much other than going. Oh, I remember there was that really clever. It was quite clever animation. I thought, like how they did it. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, it looks rubbish because it's sort of. Like flash animation, and yeah, it's, it's not great, but the, the I like that though. It's well, like a South yeah. Park sort of yeah, style, yeah, it's isn't that it? Kind of yeah. thing, yeah. What's the score with it? What, what was it about? So, oh. it's a uh, vivisection lab creates these talking <laughs> animals, um, but 
they're they're awful they're awful animals so mm-hmm. there's there's a horse with kind of literary pretensions um <laughs> Who, who sort of claimed to fame is that it's read most of The Fog by James Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> but he tries to write his own his own sort of version of The Fog. Yeah. And then there's a sparrow who um, wants to be a pop star. Um, so his, his, his name is um, Mark it. Andrews, but his stage name is Glenn Belt. Um, both name. of those are played by Steve Coogan who I said I wasn't <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I'm I pretty sure the horse was... Well. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and then there's there's like a sort of bulldog who uh, really just desperately wants to join the WI, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a and a rat that's voiced by Julia Davis who oh. uh, I don't really know how to describe her but she's amazing and then a kind of um, uh, sort of a monkey with um, I don't know he's not quite all there he's no, voiced by Kevin Eldon oh so it's like God. the cast yeah, is yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. and a cat there's cat, a cat Simon Pig. But he's only in the first episode, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's a hard, I don't know, it just didn't, I guess it didn't get promoted much when it came Mm. out or something. It was just one series. There's only six episodes Mm. of it, but it's, it's incredible. So the, the little bird is my favorite character and because he wants to be a pop star. So he's got all these little songs and he starts off sort of singing all these little <laughs> songs to people and yeah. listening to the commentary on the DVD. It's, it turns out it's just what Steve Coogan used to do when they were all on sort of tour buses together. He'd drive everyone insane by like singing these little catchy, <laughs> but awful rubbish <laughs> melodies. Amazing. And uh, so um, there's one episode where he releases his song on the internet and it goes viral yeah. and uh he it's like max tandy from a like i can't remember what the record label is it's got some terrible get wasn't it name. geffen or something yeah. like that. but no i think it's i think it's like a, a spoof name yeah. i think it's like getty or something that's <laughs> sort of similar uh like offers him a five album deal and that kind of thing and uh, but the the rest of the animals just don't believe him that this has happened and yeah it's but his song is amazing and it turns out that he's um stolen the chorus off a of a Japanese fan who's like emailed it and then when you you eventually get to hear the chorus at the very end of the piece of the of the episode and it's just every song kind of merged together. <laughs> so so it's got a bit of Kate Bush in there, it's got a bit of uh, Angels by Robbie Williams, it's got a bit <laughs> of uh, help by the Beatles and it just it's so catchy. It's and you find yourself sort of humming it as you're walking around the house. You're like, Coogan, damn you! I need to find this. Yeah. Well, it's a flash in the pan, isn't it? Six episodes can just pass you by. Yeah. Can't it? Something yeah. like that. But then Forty Towers was only six. Yeah, episodes yeah, and well, you, you so. forget that, don't you? Because yeah. you feel like it was some kind of legacy yeah. of like see, series, but it, it really wasn't. Was Forty Towers BBC? Yeah. 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 That's a good one. <laughs> that would be my dad's. Bloody hell. I think my dad based his personality <laughs> on Basil Forty. It is incredible. Mm. And she was incredible. He was married to her as well. Really? What's her name? Connie, Connie Booth. Mm. Connie Booth. Yeah. What's her character in it? Um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Penny, no, I can only it? remember Sybil, but that was his wife. Yeah. yeah. No. I think she was involved in the writing, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Con- what Connie or mm. really? Yeah, I was watching. Um, I watched a little bit of that. The, the scene where he loses his shit with the car <laughs> and then he runs off and comes back and starts abusing it with a branch. Once you've seen that and then you have trouble with a car, <laughs> you have visions of 
assaulting her. Yeah, yeah. After, you know, being so close. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, not yet, not yet. Reliable, that solid as a rock. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's I drove, not you today. It's, a bit, <laughs> it's quite a long drive. Let's yeah. take the Monday. I don't think we should have. I'm glad we didn't pull up in front of Mike's house in that Monday today. Yeah, to be honest, it's a big posh house. It's very nice. It? We got got there, and another car was near, which was at Aston Martin, wasn't it? Yeah, like, oh, watch mm. out for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, so 40 Towers. So back back to I'm Not an Animal. Yeah. So, yeah, so what, Simon Pegg's, he's only, what, he's, what is that, the first episode yeah. and he gets carted off to London or something like that? He, well, London, so this is when they haven't been liberated from the vivisection lab yeah. by these animal rights activists, one of whom looks a lot like Ross Kemp, so just every so often one of the animals will just go, Ross Kemp. <laughs> it's just really, really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when they get called to London, you, it actually turns out that they're just going to be sort of experimented on in a different room, and they sort of <laughs> discover this cat, which is called Kieran, who's sort of in a state of being slightly sort of mangled and is <laughs> sort of quite traumatic, but uh, but quite funny as well. Um, and yet, the main reason I put it on my list is because I genuinely really, really love it, but also I kind of feel a bit evangelical about it because so few people have seen it, and I think everyone should see it because it's one of those things where I just, I just find it so funny, and I want everyone, everyone else to find it funny too. Have you watched it much? Have you, have you re- yes. replayed yes. this? Well, how many, what, how many reruns? Well, I've got it on DVD, so basically any time that I'm feeling a bit really in the mood. Are we saying on. like more than five times? I've definitely watched it more than five times. Ten times? Between yeah, five and I'd ten. Say around ten times. Wow. Yeah. Simon Pegg's um, acting roles with Coogan, some of my favourites. Obviously, when he's the cameraman, um, where Alan drinks the Lady Boys. Uh, yes. Um, but there's another scene, and I think it might be on the Coogan Live video, where. There's a like a little skit at the end where Coogan's in his dressing room and I think Simon Pegg is like a runner and he comes in and then Coogan's like, oh, I like you. And then he just kind of ruffles Simon Pegg's hair and goes, <laughs> you're a little bit punky. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes to French kiss him and Simon Pegg kind of pulls away and then Coogan's just like, you, you tell me what I mean, so I'll break your fucking legs. And just starts... <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> proper horrible because he's just like he's just being really nice to him and then just kind of ruffles his hair a bit and then just tries to proper kiss him. He's really horrid. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Peg's done, yeah. Peg's he's been on a lot of little things, hasn't he? What was that other show? What was that other comedy? Big Train, do you remember yeah, Big Train? So Big Train I really love. Mm. There's some absolutely amazing mm. sketches. No, no no masturbating in the office. That is, is <laughs> one of the best. But the one that my favourite Simon Pegg mm. sketch from that is where he's um, I guess he's in prison or something and he's about yeah. to be executed and he gets a letter from his sister and it's talking <laughs> about um, like their childhood and saying that she remembers the songs that they used to sing and <laughs> the song is just going <laughs> and it's all written down and it just goes on for far, far, far too long and then, then the letter goes there were other songs we sang but my favourite was always when it starts again <laughs> and just because it's been far too long it's, it's the, the Stuart Lee style of you repetition go, until you go yeah. until it's not funny and then yeah. you keep going until it's really really funny <laughs> but that is Dan Dan yes, yeah. like that exactly. is like perfectly isn't it yeah. just like too much and then it's just 
even funnier as it goes on. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I want to get in a few. So we've got two left, right? Yep. So should we wait till we argue about the ones that aren't in it so we don't give I think anything we need away? To, I think we need to go through all Susie's before we throw any in the mix. Okay. Otherwise, we're going right. to burst Susie's bubble. Yeah, we could. People could be like, oh, I thought that might be You know, I'm happy there. with my yeah, bubble. Yeah. My mm. bubble's unburstable. I'm uh, sorry, beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah. Burst the audience's bubble is what I mean because they might be thinking that'll be in there. So let's not. Let's afterwards. Okay. Then we can start mm-hmm. screaming yeah. at Susie if yeah. there's any in there. That, that yeah. And I'm probably going to agree because basically I just wanted to have a list that was longer than five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's two then, Susie? All right. So look around you. Okay. Have you seen Look Around You? I have. Again, had to research it. Oh. Which I think is brilliant. I yeah. love the fact that I was like, what the fuck? And I really, I've never even heard of this. That's amazing. Because t- like, maybe it's because I'm a scientist. I completely feel that that is Because this is, a bit this is one that me and my friends, it's, it's sort of up there. And in fact, this is another one where it, it has a special place in kind of my band Right. sort of history as well because some of us saw it and we knew that Brian the guitarist would absolutely love it but the first se- I'm particularly talking about the first series here as yeah. well because the second series is really good but it's kind of like a spoof Tomorrow's World yeah. right um, and it's got some amazing amazing stuff in it but the mm. first series is really it's eight episodes long and they're all yeah. ten minutes long but they're kind of sort of 80s school science yeah. shows so the kind of things you'd watch in GCSE yep. biology class or whatever. Um, and when you, you could buy the DVD and it had two different covers. So it had the cover where um, you just saw that it was... So the people who do it are Robert Popper, who's Robin Cooper, does the Time Wasters letters, um, and Peter Serafinovich. That is, by the way, Time Wasters letters. If no one knows what that is, it, I mean, they did, they did two books. He did two books, yeah, didn't he? So they yeah. are Robert bloody amazing. Yeah. But and Peter Serafinovich, they're they're both yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. And Peter Serafinovich has been in Alan Partridge, and so all of my things are all linked together. Your yeah. love of but Alan. Robert yeah. Popper's works, very famous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, of, but I mean, both of them are really sort of yeah, popular and famous. Mm. And but um, you could change the cover. You could like turn it round so you'd hide their faces, and it just li- literally looked like it was. A 1980s kids TV sort of, or no, sorry, kids science like educational film. Yeah. And we did this or gave it as a present to the guitarist in our band, sort of in the hope to say, oh, look, this is a bit of nostalgia. And then when he actually put it on, he'd find it hilarious. But it backfired because he went, why on earth have they bought me this? And just didn't watch it. So eventually we had to be like, bring it round and watch it with us. And (laughs) within five minutes, he'd fallen off his chair laughing. The first episode is about water, and they so they do like experiments. Um, and there's an experiment where they're working out how long it takes to boil an egg before the, the sort of before the egg changes. But they so they've got this like Bunsen burner and like a thing of water, and the, the experimenter puts the egg in, but then after a minute, he like just takes the egg out with his bare hand. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his hand like shaking. And that, the experiment, so they do that one minute egg, two minute egg, three minute egg, and um, each time his hand is getting redder, and then by the end of it, like the skin is peeling off it. And he's like, he's trying, he, uh, the third time he tries to use a spoon, but because his hand is so badly burned, he like drops the spoon in it. 
it. And I was like, you can see, because like, you can literally only see the hands, so none of this, this is all just hand acting, but it's incredible. And the hand sort of hovers there, and then the, you can see him just go, oh, oh, I just have to do it, and like reach in. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I thought it was brilliant, because I, I didn't know anything about it, so I did a bit of research and just put, put an episode on, and this episode, it starts, it's like, look around you. And then it's just a scene of like um, just going across the street and then there's a football bouncing along in the street yeah. and then it focuses in on a girl just sat on a, have you, do you know what it is? Do you know what we want yet? And then it just focuses in on a girl and he goes, that's right, calcium. And it's so <laughs> fucking, there's no clue that it's calcium. And then it just, this whole episode is dedicated to just absolute bollocks that has gotten that is completely so yeah. wrong isn't it and uh, for a scientist as well there there's obviously things there yeah that would make it funnier as well if yeah. you are a scientist and whatnot in terms mm. of experiments and stuff but you just slowly realize that basically everything they say is utter bollocks yeah. and nonsense about calcium and it's, it's um, but really that, that good. calcium is the pilot episode so it's twice as long oh, as all the others right, and I right, think right. it's quite slow in right. comparison as well so the 10 minute ones are really more punchy, punchy as well right. okay um because I watched the calcium on the afternoon yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the others. So there's one about maths where they oh. just go and ask people on the street um, to think of the highest number. And so they sort of go like 12, 15. And then there's just an old man who just goes, a million. Really? <laughs> 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 so stupid. Um, and set little maths problems about um, sort of the characters are called like Daisy, Mimsy and Imhotep. And that kind of thing. <laughs> It's like the names that they pick and all, all their science equipment they give absurd names so it's things like get out your Bakerloo bell jar and, <laughs> yeah. and it's just yeah and the music is amazing and like you said mm. the sort of intros where it's like look around you it's exactly it's so well yeah. observed when did this come out? Oh, I guess that it probably must have been early 2000s I reckon 2003 maybe Somet- sometime around there yeah yeah was that BBC Two? It was, was on, it? I think it was on BBC Two. Yeah, yeah. and then me by. Yeah. yeah, it is amazing. Though. But they do take it into the Tomorrow's World sort of style. Um, yeah, the because I, I was really surprised at that when I was I was like, you know, because obviously I'm more familiar with the ones we've already spoke about. I was like, well, these two I wasn't. Yeah. So series one was very much that science class. Yeah. And then I think I'd watch an episode from... Is it? Is there only two seasons or three? Yeah, I think there's only two. There might, I, I've only yeah. seen two anyway. Um, and yeah, then it became Tomorrow's World and it was great. It was about... Um, they had a woman on doing... Um, she was a marathon runner, but they'd invented this new... Um, they'd, they'd mixed rocket fuel with caramel... <laughs> so that humans could drink rocket fuel so it'd be faster they say it's soon coming out in strawberry flavour too and she was like well normally I can run like a a marathon oh that was it it was like she'd run the 400,000 metres race which is just nonsense no one's ever going to do that and then she's like yeah I could run I can now run up to speed up to sort of like something like 3,500 miles an hour (laughs) and then they time her running from the London studio to the one in Edinburgh (laughs) (laughs) By the time she gets to Edinburgh, she's like, like a tiny. And so this is because she's overheated during the. Uh, it's just absolute bollocks. Yeah, there is some really good stuff in in series two as well. So there's there's a whole episode where they try and come up with the song of the future, and um, so there's like a competition, and one of the songs is a, it's Kevin Eldon singing a song that 
it's just him playing an acoustic guitar just making up a weird language <laughs> but it's really funny um mm. and then mark heap who's in big train um and he's in um friday night dinner yes with mm. robert popper yes right. oh yes and um spaced of course yeah. he's the Brian, yeah. um, but he is, his character's called Leonard Hatred, and uh, he's invented a... That's a fucking amazing isn't name. It? I know, I know, and um, he's invented a thing called Silence, which is a... So Psylance. if you're in a really noisy place, it's like a liquid skin, which made me think of Gomez, but um, you <laughs> spray it in your ears so that you can't hear it. It's called Silence. Silence, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Have you, have you just watched Friday Night Dinner? Do you know, I haven't. Because... Yeah. Robert Popper, Peep Show, yeah? Yeah. See, Pip's never seen Peep Show, has he? No. And, and I can't... Have, have you watched Peep Show? It's, I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah I do. And, and, and when Pip... We was in Ireland, wasn't he? He went, no, I've never seen it. Yeah. And I was like, have you never seen Peep Show? Yeah. And when Friday Night Dinner came out, it was kind of... It was weird because there was two in-betweeners in it. Mm. And I just thought, oh, that's... But it was like, when well, no, I was Robert Popper, I thought, I'm going to check that. Yeah. And... And at first it was like, no, it's not two in between, is it? Sorry, it's Simon Bird and Simon Bird, um, uh, Rosenthal, um, Tom Rosenthal. Yes, yes. And uh, and it, Mark Heap's character is amazing, and the mum is uh, from Greenwing, and uh, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, oh, she's incredible. She's in the thing with Stephen Mangum and Matt LeBlanc as well. Uh, oh yeah, Tamsin Greg. Tamsin yeah. Greg, she's fucking brilliant. Mm. And uh, have you have you seen Final Dinner? No. Oh mate, it's, no. it's, it's, it's I've seen clips and it didn't it didn't drag me in. Yeah. It didn't it didn't make me go. Oh, I must watch that. Yeah, I had other things on, uh, and I thought, well, maybe I'll watch it, and then other things took mm. priority, like rewatching Dark Place or something <laughs> like that, basically. Mm. So yeah, it's alright. Yeah, okay. that's Channel Four. We can't talk about. Yeah, it, no, we. Yeah. But we must talk about Dark Place. Don't risk, yeah. Oh God. It's well, just because Alice Lowe is basically my favourite. Oh my human. God, <laughs> she. Oh, Susie, she's brilliant. Yeah. I just uh, Dark Place is amazing, and Alice in that is amazing. She uh, as, as Pip just had her on the on the podcast. Yeah. I haven't listened to that one. Surprise, surprise. Um, I've not listened to any recently actually of Pip's. Um, I must do. Um, but she's bloody amazing in that. Yeah. And she's, she's just done so much brilliant stuff. And actually, when I saw... To bring it back to Steve Coogan, when I, <laughs> when I saw... It has been upwards of five minutes. When I saw Steve Coogan live, she was one of the other... Like, he had two... He had, like, a man and a woman sort of doing other characters on stage with him, and she was one of them. I think it took me ages to sort of work out that it was her from Dark Place. Dark and I was Place, like, yeah. Oh, yes. And then Prevenge is just the best Prevenge. thing I saw last year. Absolutely. Or this year. Best film I've seen recently. Great. Where, where are we at? I mean, you've left. No, I just want to talk about set aside some more time more, for Alice and Dark Place. And it's a good one. It is. Now, number one. Number one. Go on then. What is it? Uh, it is The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer. That's Reeves and Mortimer. Which one is Smell? <laughs> so it's the one with all the songs at the beginning. Oh my gosh. And at the end. Mm. Um, I love the smell of. Yeah. And. Uh, Trapped in my flat is probably the best. Song. What 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 are the sketches in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, at the at home with Slade. Um, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's earlier. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's it's just yep. it's the first one after uh, Big Night Out. Big Night Out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mulligan O'Hare. Mulligan O'Hare. Mulligan O'Hare. Honestly, was, I still watch that Mulligan shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watching the ships coming in. And then going out again. I mean, that, to me, that was at my, so I, was, I reckon I was 14 when that was coming out, and that hugely formed my sense yeah, of humour. Yeah, yeah, same here. I was, uh, I mean, we were talking about um, a season to a partridge and how emotionally wound up I'd be as that was coming on, and um, I had it with Reason Mortimer, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I just could not wait. I, was yeah. sat, I remember I had a TV in my bedroom that was probably the size of a microwave these days, because, you know... That's how big TVs were, like, and, and I felt fancy for having one in my bedroom. And I'd be perched at the end of my bed, <laughs> absolutely buzzing, and then they'd start singing. And yeah. I just, I just, Reeves and Mortimer are absolute geniuses. Yeah. I just love that abstract, bloody humour that they do. Because I think do. for me, I saw Shooting Stars probably first. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, and that I was, as a teenager, obsessed with yeah. Shooting Stars. It was a great scene on television. Yeah. It was a great scene on television. Friday night shooting stars, you got to see kind of the, the some random celebrities that you just think, oh my god, I forgot all about them, and you would have like Richie from Let Loose next <laughs> oh, to yeah. next to Wolf from Gladiators, <laughs> like Gals with Mark Lamar yeah. in the middle, and it was amazing, and 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 you know, Ulrika Johnson, Ulrika. and, and yeah. fucking hell. Georgie Dawes. Georgie Dawes. Was was yeah. incredible. When he came on as Brett Anderson, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Shooting stars <laughs> outtakes. <laughs> yeah. I, I will watch certain clips. Whenever I'm Dan, or I'm just thinking, I just want to see something that's going to make me laugh. Isn't it normally that picture of me on Facebook? <laughs> There's that picture of you, which is always my go-to. It's... Peanuts. Peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Matt Lucas, just put Shooting Stars Matt Lucas Peanuts in mm. YouTube. He's got the most ill-fitting green Adidas tracksuit on <laughs> with like the most surreal wig where he's just got hair, no, nothing on top and just really long at the sides. Glasses that make his eyes look ridiculously big and just says the words peanuts. And corpses, yeah. And can't deal with it. But have you seen the one where he goes to buy a caravan from Bob. <laughs> and Bob Mortmer is standing there and uh and and he and he's he's trying to sell the caravan and, and, and Matt Lucas walks up to him and goes, uh All right, uh I'd like to buy this caravan <laughs> and just shakes his face <laughs> and Bob just pisses himself <laughs> and can't deal with it and he's like and he's trying to hold it together yeah. just going well what is it and every sentence that Matt Lucas says he does that yeah. thing where he shakes his chops yeah. like a dog <laughs> just go on YouTube and watch it and if you don't laugh at it you're dead inside because it's one of the most nuts things you will ever see I love watching Bob Corpse because yeah. he, he yeah. would he would crack wouldn't he yeah. and I just think that, that to me just that doesn't that, that, that adds something mm-hmm. to it He's done a thing on, on even the later series of Shooting Stars where he'd walk in front of like the, 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 the pedestal thing that him and Vic could yeah. sit behind and they'd play... <laughs> and he'd just do that. And he'd just, oh, and he'd just move his hands yeah. Like, yeah. It, like... It's hard to see. I'm trying to explain this as we're doing it to each other. Um, he would just have like a kind of little... 
he'd hunch his arms up and just wiggle them side to side and move to the camera and then shuffle back. And, and it looked <laughs> fucking Mate, brilliant, it brilliant, didn't it? Well, that was something on Smell of oh Eve's Sorry, the, I'm, gonna, um, I'm not going to shut up until I get this out. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. But the funniest thing they've ever done, which I, I know I showed you not that long ago because you hadn't seen it, and it was when I was... It was bizarre. Just started doing the trips up and down the country yeah, in Buckley, yeah. and Buckley got asked to go on shooting stars, and he was like, "I'm fucking going on shooting stars." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And he was like, "It was brilliant." So they didn't know the fucking hell I was, but on the episode was Tiny Eyes. Oh. Have you seen Tiny Eyes? Like two little butter beans. <laughs> <laughs> but as yeah. he's saying it. Vic is just dribbling. dribbling. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And they sort of dressed themselves up like Simon and Garfunkel. But they've uh, photoshopped or like done some done camera with their trick eyes. Yeah. They genuinely do have tiny, tiny eyes. I thought that was makeup. It's amazing. And, yeah. and that's the thing with Vic and Bob is their outfits, their wigs, yeah. in anything they ever do is fucking crazy. Yeah. And just so good. Well, the mulligan and O'Hare. Yeah, his breasts. Just <laughs> and his tits. Yeah. His tits are amazing. Yeah, so Can't good. Tell you, right? They follow you around the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the characters I used to really love. Um, can you remember? Fun, fun, fun. Is it gyro day today, Tom? <laughs> and and it. We've just been ejected from our lodgings. It's 4am in the morning, but we're going to have a lot of fun. And it was just... And that really proved to be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And they just... The, the, it, the fucking credits to this little skit they do is, is so sweet. Like, Bob's got a little trailer with his stuff on it that he's just pulling along. And he's holding Vic's hand and they're just walking down the street and he's shut from behind. Oh, he's so sweet. And they've got no money. And Vic's like this kind of camp guy with like a, almost a beret on, hasn't he? But whatever they do, which is always to sound really shit. <laughs> always, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have so much fun today, aren't we? There are some really amazing characters, like the Stots who do the interviews, like when they interview Sting and yeah. ask him, how, like, if he's got an itchy ass, what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> does he just stick it out the window? <laughs> oh, because they used to finish on that quite a lot, didn't yeah. they? That was brilliant. Um, and Le Corbusier and Papa. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Just. <sighs> but the things that farting. I really love are sort of the stupid, like, it's basically the silliest things are the things that I really love. So there's the bit where they do Mulligan and a hair, but in the style of like, South Bankshire. Yeah. Yep. And then the credits run, and someone on the credit is called Colin, occupants of interplanetary craft. <laughs> and every time it just slays me. And if ever I. Just, I'm sad. I just think of that, and I just can't stop laughing. There are like Mulligan O'Hare, um, hot dogs for sale, <laughs> but where? But where? Hot dogs for sale, but where? <laughs> Over there by the beef burgers. Me <laughs> <laughs> and my friend oh. play that every now and then. And Someone just... obscures my view, but who? Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did you go and see him? Because they, they, I did. I saw that a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It was literally it? the day I left Bristol, so it was last Christmas. It was the day the, that's what we did the night before we moved away, moved up to Liverpool. It was the twenty-five year show. Yeah. But so, Bob Mortimer having a heart attack. I had front row tickets for that show, and then they cancelled them all. 
Um, so, and then I have to sit right at the back, which is really annoying. <sighs> Stupid Bob. But Stupid Bob's heart. Do you remember that the, I think it was one of the very, the later series where they'd done the club? Yeah. And and some of the characters were used in, um, was it Carrick? Carrick, yeah. yeah. But the club owner was played by Vic and he was called Paul Barron. Mm-hmm. And it was Barron's nightclub. And it was loose, I imagine, loosely based on Peter Stringfeller because he had an ill-fitting three-piece suit on, didn't he? With really long, lank, blonde <laughs> hair. He was vile, wasn't he? Like, <laughs> brand-tinted, like, sort of glasses. Yeah. It was, he was off. But the doorman was Bob. And, no, the no, doorman was, was Vic, wasn't he? It was uh, as, like, that Dave Lee Travis kind yeah, of yeah. look. You know? Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but Bob played his assistant... But for some reason, just looked like a normal fella, but had a really offensive Chinese-style accent. I'm calling it Paul Bowen. Oh, yeah. Don't disrespect Paul Bowen. <laughs> and like, and I was trying to remember it, and that is just that it. Oh, mate. There's a few things that fly a bit close to sort yeah. of the wind. Yeah, that, yeah. But like, where, why they did Lovejoy as a sort of Native American. Yeah. <laughs> but but the way that Bob goes, powerful. It's just, I just love that. And every time I have to say the word powerful, it just is always powerful. <laughs> Baron's nightclub. It was amazing. He kept the keys to his, the club uh, on his uh, gold chain. But the gold chain was really small. <laughs> and he couldn't get it. He could never get it in the lock because his head was too close to the fob. It was oh. amazing. When I was at uni, we all used to just love everything Vic and Bob did to the point where we would watch all of the... So they did a a remake of Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. Of course, yeah. really, really good as well. And yeah, that was a DVD that was on heavy rotation in our studio. What did you make of... um, What was the the, the, the sitcom they'd done a few years back? Oh, House of Fools. House of Fools. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Right, I've not seen this. It's um, Matt Berry as Beef. Beef, yeah, their next door um, neighbour. And... uh, uh, thing is in it. Morwenna. Um, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what is her what, full name? I can't remember. Um, she's brilliant. She's brilliant, and and it's Angelos. What, oh yeah. Uh, um, he, yeah. He's in it, um, and and just like characters like Angelos on Shooting Stars. Before. I was going to yeah. say we saw we went and watched Shooting Stars live, and Angelos just stole the show that night. I tell you, he was he's hysterical. Amazing. And he was riffing as well. He was just in so character, the of r- completely. Him on uh, Adam Buxton is really amazing as well. Sort of hearing about how that came about, how he ended up being Angelos. He basically just wrote to Bob Mortimer and went, "Can I come and do this?" And Bob thought it's no great, way. So. Have you seen? Have you seen? Yeah, with Brian Gittins, sticks yeah. and sticks and stones. Yeah. I watched that a fucking lot, an unhealthy. She was like, "She was like, slow it down." <laughs> But Angelos is a fantastic character, and, and that guy's done uh, recently done a movie. I don't think it was twenty six. I don't think it was this year. Notes on blindness. Have you seen that? No, it's a really but he's in, um, awesome film. High Rise as well. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah. Great. That was, that was crazy. Oh, he's awesome. been in a few of um, mm. Ben Wheatley's films, I think. Has he? I think he's in a field in England as well. I don't think I've seen. Well, that. I might have made that up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Was we talking about, um, was it in the car with me and Pitt, we were talking about the things that Vic and Bob referred to Jack D's face looking like? <laughs> oh, I fucking forgot about that. Oh, my God. The way that they describe his face, like Jack D with his rucksack. Like, like, <laughs> haunted rucksack, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a part worn football and things like that it was just brilliant. Like we ended up, like, I'm gonna have to get some of them up now. Yeah, yeah. it was it was incredible. But he was also in, um, Angelos was also in the office. I think was he in the office Christmas special <gasps> at the beginning when they first spot Brent in the greengrocers and and. Uh, the guy standing in there, he's going like, oh, yeah, he recognises me. And I'm sure that is the character. Oh, you might be right. He's in Prevenge. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. So I don't, I, I know The Office a bit, but I don't actually know The Office that well, which is, I feel sort of embarrassed saying this on a podcast about <laughs> British comedy. But my uh, colleagues went to an Office quiz uh, the other day in Liverpool that was hosted by Keith from The Office, and they won it. So uh, I've got sort of, I'm... I work with office royalty, basically. No way. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm... Top of my list is, uh, as to um, why Susie is wrong. Yeah. Is right. uh, the office isn't in there. Yeah. It just it just didn't do it for me. I liked it. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it, but... And I know it was, like, it It was kind of groundbreaking and everything, but it's, it's never one that I would... But I think maybe I found it too awkward. Do you yeah. know? I found Brent just too awful. But you made you, made yeah, you but die. But I like Partridge. But Partridge, yeah, yeah of course, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But Brent, Brent is... He's, he's very... He's not a very likeable character, is he, in many Nor ways. Nor is Alan. No. I don't know. There's, some, there's part of Alan that I prefer. But, but you know. there's a vulnerability in Brent that's oh, very Oh, completely, lovable. completely, right. completely. Yeah, The Office wasn't even on my 20-strong long list. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what about extras? No, that was because I just maybe I'm just not a Gervais fan. Yeah, man. maybe, maybe that's it. But then you can't. I do I, like I'm him. glad that you I've haven't. I've been to stand up loads. Yeah, stand up is fucking solid. Um, but I'm I'm glad that you're not you're not trying to crowbar it in or because I have that issue with Family Guy. Like I should probably like Family Guy because of like there's a lot of stuff. But to me. It just uses so many references. It's written by manatees. Come on. It, it doesn't. Just, yeah. it, it, don't it do doesn't. It 
So you see, to me, it's just not South Park and yeah, South. Exactly. Sa- yeah. It just can't. It can't come. And it's South- not the Simpsons. It's trying to be yeah. something between the two, and it doesn't no. quite land. That's no. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Honestly, but loads of my mates are family going. Always having a go at me over it, but. To me, it is not a ten. It's not a fifth of South Park. I agree. To me, that yeah. is the sh- one of the sh- the, qu- the 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 quality of South Park is so. In terms of top five funniest shows ever, South Park might have to be in there because it's probably season ten or eleven now. I've I've lost track. Yeah. And it is consistent. It's yeah. consistently genius and funny. How they've been able to continually make. Well, I guess it's because they're that intelligent and so they're therefore they can make it, they can deconstruct any social thing that's happening. But yeah, South Park blows me away. Um, if I got onto US comedies as well, then Arrested Development would definitely have See, I've not there. seen that and Pip constantly oh, bugs me great. to see it. It's, uh, well, the first time I saw it, I, I, the first episode I saw was is called Spring Break and I really didn't like it. Because yeah. it again, it was my band that made me watch it yeah. and I thought, this is rubbish. Tosh, yeah. It's like shouty and annoying, and I don't know what's going on. But it's it it's it now. It's one of my absolute favourites, and it's so dense that there are episodes I've seen sort of five or six times, and every time I watch them, I spot a new joke. There's something it's, new. It's so dense. Wow. It's Have you tried? So funny. I'm gonna have to you check it. The American Office. No, I haven't watched the American so Office. I'm, I'm season five now, that and yeah. it is slightly different. Like yeah. Because no, it's been on my list for a long time. And Michael just, Scott, who's the David Brent of that world he they are cringy trust me like he does he f- sometimes finds new level of cringe yeah. He's but incredible. also he and has Steve Carell yeah, yeah but he has there is a more he is a more likeable cringe master than, yeah. than Brent so you may well find that it is, it's, it's genius I, I saw clips of the American Office and didn't really get it I was like it's not the office it's not going to be as funny and now and both Pip and Stu like, you, you know they feel that it, there's an argument to say it's better mm. and there is like when you you get into it it's just again it's a bit like South Park it just doesn't stop delivering yeah. season 5 and it's just constantly they've got those characters so well defined now yeah. and they understand them so well that you can... We, what was we saying this for earlier? You, you know what they're going to do. You can see what yeah. that yeah. setup's going to lead to. Yeah. And you're looking forward to seeing that payoff, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's re- I really recommend it. And they're fast episodes. They're like 25 minutes. Boom, 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 boom. So, Jack, with your face like a crate full of rotten memories. <laughs> rotten memories. <laughs> like a bankrupt pug. <laughs> like a knackered puffin. <laughs> Like a gloomy Welsh monument. <laughs> yeah, they fucking nailed yeah. that. Just in case anyone wonders what we're talking about, we're going back to uh, the descriptions uh, Rick and Bob have for um, Jack's Jackie. face, Jack D's face. Well, we were we were speaking on the way up here about um, why you're wrong. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and we we were saying what perhaps we would mm-hmm. have had, and and undoubtedly. Any kind of Coogan-based stuff would have been up yeah. there without a shadow of a doubt. But personally, I would have had The Office yeah. up so, there with it. Um, I would have had I would have had Rick and Bob though. Yeah, um, Nighty Night. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. So that was on my long list. Like that. I, I, I think I love Julia Davis. Yeah. I would have had. I love Human Remains. Yes. Um, and it's maybe not as alternative, but I love Gavin and Stacey. Um, and and I think. Julia Davis is the best thing in Gavin and Stacey yes, as well. I will agree uh, with you on that. And Bryden. 
Yeah. Right. Um, you'd never seen Gavin Stacey, had you? It's not. It's not sucked me in yet. And and it's 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 like another one on my list of BBC comedies that I adore, but for probably different reasons to why I would adore Alan or Nighty Night. Nighty Night is dark and fucked up. Yeah. Mm. But Gavin and Stacey's probably way more Upbeat. commercially appealing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But the writing, I think, is great, and and the character, you know, the fact that. Gavin and Stacey aren't the best characters in no. it. Everyone around them are the solid characters, yeah. and 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 that interests oh. me. Um, and I would also, uh, Nighty Night, I, I think is is amazing, and the character that um, League of Gentlemen, the boyfriend, Glenn. Yeah. It, Glenn's second name is as good as the second name that you mentioned, the Glenn earlier, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, but his second name is fucking amazing, and it escapes me at the moment. That's the dude that that's got yeah. the, the amazing Twitch. Like, <laughs> you switched me on to ninety nine. It is brilliant. And oh, it is it's, it's incredible. Uh, I, I, I just think, yeah, I think mm. Julia Davis is a is a real genius. You, you mentioned another near miss actually to so me. The near miss <clears> for me, the because I had six. And I was really Excuse struggling, me. and I'm mm. still not sure I made the right choice. But League of Gentlemen was the one that just oh my god because it's so it's so unique it is. and bizarre. It are, is. They, are they making new ones? Yes. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, the photo came oh, out the other day, didn't it? No. Yeah. Oh, how lucky are we? What a time to be alive! That is so funny. Psychoville. Yeah, oh, uh, Psychoville uh, and Inside Number 9. Yeah. Inside Number 9 is incredible. Uh, uh, Psycho- Psychoville, yeah. I did a murder. I've done another <laughs> <murder>. <laughs> And the fact that she used to just tuck him in, it was and then go so horrible. Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. But and the guy, the guy that collects all the beanie babies, and that was had um, the guy. The, <laughs> person who played tea leaf yeah then went on to be in black mirror as yeah well. yeah tea and leaf yeah it's and dawn french was fucking brilliant yeah. in that yes like, oh my god that yeah. was um, so dark come here freddie freddie fruit cake <laughs> like her made up baby was oh, fucked no. up it was yeah. yeah brilliant yeah brilliant um papa lazaru from league of gentlemen uh, that scene that fucking that's just one of those moments that i just couldn't I just, I just wish here, I Nick. could write something that funny. Right, I'm just making it up. Come here, Nicky Love. Come here. Like, I'm, just ma- I'm just making it up. It's just nonsense. <laughs> just say whatever. And then and then she, she does it. And he goes, Oh, oh God. We love you to join us. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, that's based on one of their landlords who genuinely used to ring up and go, Oh, this is just a saga now. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. But the landlord character, the sort of Italian yeah. man who um, <laughs> is like renting out the flat and the best thing about the flat is that the phone number's 444 <laughs> 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 Makes everyone watch Watership Down. <laughs> Do you know as well, Watership Down, I can't, I can't go back to that now. Uh, if you said scariest movies of all time, Watership Down, I could, I'd never be able to yeah. watch that again. I was petrified of that as a kid. I wouldn't watch it now. What, Sincerely. petrified that it make you cry? I scared. I was scared shitless. What a badass rabbit! No, the bit where the rabbit gets the barbed wire around his neck, mate. I've tapped out at that point, I think, and I've never gone back. I would watch any video nasty. I'd watch Cannibal Holocaust five times before I watched yeah. Watership Down again. Oh yeah, 
Sure, completely separate. No, well, well, when I was a kid, one Christmas I got given um, the Railway Children on VHS. <laughs> right. and, um, so put it in the machine, and the trailers were like all sort of horror films. And I was like, this is really odd. Yeah. And then it, it was Friday the Thirteenth, but it had like it had the wrong sticker on it and everything. No. But it was genuinely, actually Friday the Thirteenth. And l- well, luckily, my mum says. How luckily, old was you? Like nine or something uh, you could have been the coolest kid in school right now that's why I'm really into horror films yeah, now yeah. is because of that because I was like really I was like no mum I want to watch this now but she was like no we're getting the railway children could you I'm writing a strongly worded letter to Toys R Us so I right so firstly high five to whoever did that because it's so <laughs> it's so wrong it's so that, wrong that, that. but you know if you're a teenager and you were labelling something and you had the opportunity yeah. to do that of I'd your just first like, job, you and your mates would be in tears, sticking that sticker on there, thinking, I'm going to fuck some kid's day up <laughs> with that. If I was a 12-year-old boy, I think I'd much rather have the railway children look at mm-hmm. Jenny Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I, it's not I, a walkabout, though, or American no. Wolf in London. Oh, American Wolf in no. London, Jenny Agatha. That, 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 was, that was up there with Princess Leah as, as, a, as a teenage lad, seeing that when I was like 14... And seeing Jenny Agatha, because, oh my God, what a... What well, I a... met Jenny Agatha after I ran the London Marathon, because I ran it for Cystic Fibrosis Trust. Oh. And she ran and it? she's one of the patrons of Cystic oh. Fibrosis Trust, so she Did was Did you like, meet a sweaty Jenny Agatha? No, she hadn't run it. A, a sweaty me <laughs> met Jenny yeah, yeah, yeah. Agatha. <laughs> oh, but God. Yeah, she was great. She's lovely. Did you, in terms of horror, was you all right with it young, then? Well... So the first time my parents left me, like they'd only gone next door, but the first time they left me, oh, we just meant left you left me home alone <laughs> for an evening. Uh, Night of the Living Dead was on TV. Oh wow! And it is an amazing, amazing it, it, film. It is. But it's made my top five horrors. Probably too young. Yeah, to same here. It. I think I was about fourteen, maybe, because like they, they, they wouldn't have left me on my own, but for the fact that they were literally in the house next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they got home, like every single light in the whole house was on, and I was in my bed like this. I tell you what, Susie, that uh, so I think I was probably about fifteen when I saw that on TV, mm. and it scared the shit out. It was actually because I didn't really like horrors until. 19 I really didn't I walked mm. out of the when they re-released Exorcist I walked out of the cinema because I was I really was I was I was going into shock I was yeah. so scared um, and then I really got into it I know it's terrible <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm a massive horror fan now um, but yeah Night of Living Dead was one of the first ones I watched in the basement scene when the yeah. girl goes that prob- that's probably top five horrors for me that I, I can't I wish I could genre defining that involve mm. myself to the level where you do I, I was oh, telling Chris today that um, my wife took my 14-year-old to watch It last night because she was desperate right. to see it and it was, a, and it was her first 15. Aww. Which was lovely. My first 15 was the film House. <laughs> Remember House? The horror? What, the horror? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Uh, that the was Japanese my... one? No. No, no. There was, a, there no, was, a, there was really like an 80s horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I always uh, confuse that with The Gate which was quite scary. And, and it was brilliant because I said to I said to my daughter I said um how was how was the film last night she went it was really good it was embarrassing because mum kept screaming <laughs> and like uh, a fourteen year old girl but I go to the cinema and my, my wife loves horror films and if I go to the cinema to watch a horror or we watch a horror film at home like she is involved the slightest little thing hands over the eyes and she will scream and 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 I feel like I'm missing out because whether it's just because I'm a cynical old man. 
But like, I just watch it and I'm just like, you've got to. But the thing is, though, mate, you have to buy into it. I so know. you've got to take. You've got to not be. I don't go in there against it, but no, no, yeah. I, I never feel like I'm invested yeah, at that yeah. level. I just feel like I'm, yeah. it just doesn't pull me in. Oh, like I know, yeah. And and like I've said before, if I'm on in my own on the house midnight, that's when I want to watch yeah. a horror because yeah. I want to scare the shit out of myself. I even phone up one of my best buds, Mark, and I'm like, "There's a movie called Clown. I've seen the trailer. It looks absolutely shockingly scary. Do I watch it?" He's like, "You know the answer to that." <laughs> And then, then I was disappointed he wasn't as scary as I wanted. for the Fassbender film, Snowman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. It mm. looks pretty good. I mean, it's a terrible concept. Yeah. But then some of the be- best, best, worst, best horror films yeah. mm. are ones like that. Like I, An ex of mine had a VHS of a film called Slugs. And mm-hmm. uh, it was rubbish, but it was genuinely quite terrifying. Like Because Slugs are pretty horrible. And mm. I'm not scared of... So I'm not trying to be a tough guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you are about. I'm to not scared of anything. Well, I'll tell you what, I can correct you no. immediately. No. On that. Oh, this ain't the one, Chris. This ain't the one. This ain't the one. Mate. Oh, no, heights. <laughs> I don't like heights. You're scared. Now, what I meant by that was sorry, that was a big statement, wasn't yeah, it? Right, but yeah. in regards to like horror films and animals, nothing like that scares me. <laughs> animals, you're so tough. Horses don't scare me. No, they don't. <laughs> no, I'm However, it. slugs really yeah. scare yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and in my garden, it's a certain time of the year where there's a lot of them big black slugs. Yeah. And f- spiders don't bother me. Snakes don't bother me. Anything like that, I could go, oh, fucking hell. It's a, when I was in Australia, I was like, it's a fucking great big fucking spider there. And no, thank none you. of that bothers me. Slugs. I don't like grim, it. Aren't they? Yeah. Oh, spiders. They don't bother me unless they run at me. If, I, <laughs> if they come at me, then I don't like I that. I think if I go to Australia, a big reason why I've not been to Australia yet is money. Second big <laughs> reason. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fear of money. The second big one is the huntsman spider. I don't, my mate has been out there and he said, he got in, because his dad lives out, he got in the back of this motor and he said, a spider the size of a, you know, the. the, the the size, of the, the radius of a hand, crawled out. Yeah, but they're, they're the ones that aren't home, they're, they're the ones that aren't ha- homeless. Well, homeless. No, no, no. Huntsmen—they're not. Ve- they're, they're venomous, but not deadly. But the bite is insanely fucking painful. They have visibly. Yeah, but so's huge... a dog bite. I'm sorry, mate, but dogs don't look as scary as <laughs> huntsman spiders. But you know, spiders have got little paws. Have you seen there's been like loads Recently, of pictures of yeah. them going around on the internet, like spiders have little furry paws. Oh, yeah. Your pets. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Little, yeah. little spider claws. Trying to make them look nice. They don't faze me, spiders. Like my mum. Yeah, well, it's because you're a tough I remember, guy. I isn't think it? I was quite young when I watched the film Arachnophobia. Oh, that was quite. That is a good film. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It is properly scary. It's like yeah. when you the bit in the shower when the spiders come back. Mm. They need to. They need to. Um, they need to sort of revive these ones. I have got a great horror movie in my head in terms of animal horror, which is uh, based on a true story. Um, and that's that during World War Two. this is a fact, so you can look into this. Cause this I bet time. it's guesswork. No, no. Um, in World War Two, American soldiers were on some sort of island in Japan. I can't remember Brilliant. what one. Some sort of island, guesswork. No, it's not. I just can't remember the name. And they started getting bombed by the Japanese Navy. So they, there was something like... 1,200 soldiers 
and they, de- they decided instead of staying on this part of the coastline, they would cross through the swampland mm. to the other side of the island. And of the 1,200 soldiers, only 14 survived. And I think that's a brilliant premise for a monster movie about crocodiles. And uh, anyone wants to make that? Get in touch. I've written the first page. <laughs> Hashtag guesswork. Um. We, have, we have digressed here. Yeah, but horror is a good topic. To it is. Well, well, do you know what though, Susie? We can, because yeah, I'm, well, I'm saving. Like top five horrors for me is going to be a big deal, and um, we're doing this. We're going to do top five zombie movies very soon because we're going to um, Z events, aren't we? They're, they're, they're. Um, they've got a mall in Reading, and you get chased around with zombies, and you get given what? guns. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and uh, we're doing it with Gail Paul, aren't we, on the 21st of October, my birthday. Yep. And we're going to go up there, do a top five zombies. But at some point, Susie, if you're a big fan, top five horror movies, yeah. if you're up for that, yeah. then we will make that happen because that mm. is a podcast I can't wait to, to make happen. Can I throw a few more comedies? Carry, yes, carry please do. Do it, mate. Wrong, yeah. um, I know that we did mention this um, before we started recording, but um, Pull In, yeah, um, which I thought was, was really good. What was the one... Where I find my heaven, where I find my uh, oh, yeah. it's Janus. Um, oh no, um, game on! Fucking hell, Martin, you sad bastard! Good. Well, right. no, that stitched me right up because uh, my best mate at the time, Chris. Chris is the kind of name you'd give to a turd if turd had names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon as that came out, I was fucking done. But game on was amazing. It yeah. was good. really, yeah. really but was good. So there were loads of sort of. Comedies when I, I watched when I was a little bit younger that it was mm-hmm. really hard to rule out. Like Red Dwarf, I loved Red yep. Dwarf so, so much. My, and Men Behaving five. Badly, I mm. loved yeah, Men yeah. Behaving Badly. Have you it watched it recently? No. Is it dated? Because I, I was, it was one of them things that when I was like 17, like it was ultimate yeah. mid 90s lad culture yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was the best. Yeah. It's not aged well. Really? It's really not aged well. Yeah. Like, but of, of his time, it was great. Yeah. And to go back to things of its time, which would probably maybe before, I'm obviously I'm old as fuck, mm-hmm. but um, the young ones. Yeah, yeah, the young ones was on, was like, close. Yeah, close. Like. See, bottom would make my top five because this was at the time that and Re- Reeves and Mortimer smell of. They yeah. came out at very similar times when I was finding I'd finding my sense yeah, of humour. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was fourteen and I'd be my I'd be crying so hard because it was actually. It was I so remember funny. watching Bottom on TV at the time because mm. like, obviously I was a bit, probably a bit too young to watch mm. the young ones. But now I would definitely watch the young ones over Bottom. Mm. And some of the yeah, comic I, po- strip I, po- I, po- I possibly so would. Yeah. Have you ever oh, seen co- some co- of that? Like, if you've been in a band and you've watched Bad News, <laughs> and more Bad News, yeah. to, to me, if you're in a band and you've you've done the thing where you've watched. Uh, what's it called? The film Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Yeah. <laughs> watch Bad News. Yeah. yeah. Because. There's there's scenes in that which if you're in a band you will watch it and you will quote it forever. Lines like sand checks are very boring and like <laughs> it, it it's amazing and and for me I love comic strip. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely. I don't think that was BBC. No, I don't think it was either. Um, but Mr Jolly lives next door. Fucking That's hell. My, my one. Like fistful of travellers checks. Yeah. He's he's brilliant. <laughs> like that and. I I met um, at a wedding. I met Pete Richardson. Yeah. And I was just chatting to this 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 lady at this wedding that said that she was into wild swimming, and she went, "Oh, you should meet my husband Pete." And uh, and I was like, "Cool." And as I was 
chatting away to him. I said, what do you do? He said, oh, I kind of sometimes make TV shows and stuff. And I was like, oh, right, wicked. And and then as I was chatting to him, like, my wife was kind of nudging me. And as she was nudging me, I thought, why is my wife? And as I was thinking, I just thought, fuck me, this is Pete Richardson. <laughs> and like, I was thinking, this is... It's a drummer in fucking bad news, and like it blew my fucking mind. Like, yeah, that was a good day. That was, but uh, the only other ones I have on here um, is uh, the royal family. Like, I, I, do you know what the fast show was BBC? Wasn't yeah, it? that was the White House. Was... Maybe White House experience was BBC. Was that BBC? No, no, that was Channel Four. Oh, was it really? This morning with Richard, not Judy, was BBC. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. It was it was even narrowing it down as I did. It was still like there were so many. Maybe I should uh, have a look at what other ones that I. So Mighty Boosh. Oh, fucking, hell. fucking of course it was. Yeah, keep thinking that absolutely baby, fabulous. Yeah, Ab Fab was bloody brilliant. Blackadder. Oh really? No, come on, man. But then things like so the thick of it as well, yep. which is amazing, but probably had enough Ianucci for mm, for one yeah. lifetime. But uh, Rock Profile. Did you ever watch... Do you know no, what, I right? haven't even heard that. Oh, mate. There's episodes of Rock Profiles. Lee and H from Steps <laughs> are probably my favourites. Yeah. Um, where Feekston interviews them, right? Yeah. And, and it's... Um, Williams David and... David Williams and Matt Lucas as <laughs> these people. <laughs> And Jamie so you can already and, tell how yeah, incredible it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're sitting there and they, they, they're playing <laughs> Liam, that. Liam H from Steps and they ask Thiexton if they're allowed to go to the toilet. <laughs> but then <laughs> when the interview's finished, they're both sitting there and Thiexton walks off and they're both sitting there looking petrified because <laughs> they're not sure whose mum's picking them up. Oh, what? And, and they write their own song. And it went, <laughs> I have my tea, you're done, away, I watch TV. <laughs> And I think that is where the line... I, I never called George Michael anything other George than George Michaels. Michaels yeah. and like, it's George right. Michael and Jerry Halliwell paired right, together. Wow. George Michaels is amazing. Uh, and, but the, the Tom Jones and Shirley Bassey one, I think, is my favourite, where Matt Lucas and Shirley Bassey saying how they did all the, all the Bond themes. They just start yeah. saying, Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> and with a golden gun. <laughs> Hasn't got the range, darling. Hasn't got the range. <laughs> but there was a trailer for it. And I don't know if you've seen this trailer, but it was because they do Gary Barlow and Howard Donald. Oh, God. And Howard Donald like, oh can't, God, be, I can't, can't be, believe I've missed this. It's amazing. Barlow, like Matt Lucas and Gary Barlow is amazing. And he's just got like the waistcoat on, like a striped waistcoat with like nothing on underneath it. And Howard Donald's got his dreadlocks. But the things like that, like that have done, and and there's this scene, and and there's another guest comes on and plays Robbie Williams, doesn't he? In the Let Me Entertain You stuff yeah. with the star oh, on yeah. his eye, but Barlow like refuses to talk about Williams and his success. But there's just this one scene where they were doing the trailer for the new series, and they just said about take that. And it's this really shit Ford Escort pulls up <laughs> and someone gets out the front and obviously it's only a two-door and they just kind of pull the seat forward and there's like Matt Lucas Bolo awkwardly trying to get out the back seat in this fucking shit waistcoat. Oh, it's fucking inspired. It really is. Man, I 
God, I have to check that out. When you said George Michael, that did remind me of something I was going to say on Smell of Reeves and Mortimer when they were doing the uh, George Michael dance. Have you seen that? When they come out <laughs> when with the face doing, mask. It's, it's when they're doing This Is Your... Dun, 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 not This dun, Is Your dun. Life. What's it called? Um, stars For Your Eyes. Stars, stars For Their Eyes. Stars For Their Eyes. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing his... That is, oh, that's it. Me and my friend Sally, whenever, if we're ever out and that song comes on, we will do that. Susie, <laughs> it's exactly the same for me. And and some oh. people get it, other people don't, but if they don't get it, they will be like, that is an amazing dance yeah, move right there. Yeah, because it is. It's, it's one of the best. Dun, 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 and then, and, oh, to go back to Reeves and Mortimer as well, the, all of those TV spoofs are brilliant. So that... Uh, stars in their eyes is great but the master chef one is incredible where oh, he's Lloyd Grossman and he's got Grossman. Um, he's yeah. got cutlery coming yeah. out like actually as part of his fingers <laughs> oh. but in order to move he sort of floats he's and there's just... this like ominous bell that just goes dong as he as he's he like Dracula isn't it it's <laughs> fucking brilliant Lloyd Grossman <laughs> what was I'm the... just quadrated <laughs> I'm just quadrated <laughs> That was so good. People are going to be like, what the fuck are you guys going? I'm <laughs> I've just quadrated. That is so good, Susie. Just reliving that is. What was that? What was oh, the other skin that Geordie. Geordie. Oh, what was it called? Oh, fucking hell. Help me out here. It was one of the skits. It was when Jack D was on it as well. But did you ever see the one they done about a and q um, and it was about a homewares thing. And can you remember this? And 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 Bob standing there as like this employee, and he's like, over there you can get hot coffee and biscuits. And then he's standing by a toilet. He says, and you can go in there and have a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Any others? Only fools and horses. We because we talked about this on yeah. on the way up here, like. People are, sometimes people are too cool to say that, and yet for me in my childhood, that that, that was really yeah, good. It, 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 I didn't laugh as hard as I did when I discovered Reeves and Mortimer. I'll be honest, but I, it's, it's that, a beautiful thing. Like there's so many setups in yeah. front. It is. It is. I mean, the storylines in that and the setups and the payoffs. They're longer. They're not as fast, but they are brilliant. Aren't but I they? think like, that as your, your taste develops, because for me, obviously, well. I'm older than you. I never really liked Bottom, and right. and I yeah. love Rick Mail, and I and I love Ed Emerson, yeah. and I love the young ones. But by the time Bottom come out, yeah, I'd kind of found Vic and Bob, grown and, past it, yeah. and early kind of Coogan stuff that yeah, was going yeah. on, and it was like this is really funny, and and then like you got mum, some of my younger mates were watching Bottom and Lee Evans, and like yeah, and that and it was more slapstick, yeah. And, it was, and, it and was. I'd kind of—I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it, you, 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 there, there was stuff that I just thought, "Wow, this is this is really a taste for something else." And yeah, it was like, and it was a, a, a bit of a, I, I was, totally I, get that. Can I say progression? Would you say it was a progression? It was just a different, different sort of road to go down, and, and it, it seemed a little bit more. Bottom appealing. was more. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was watching, it, it is very crass, mm. and but then that was. I guess probably meeting my IQ at like say thirteen, twelve, Completely. and then and then going back and like when you said like you, you're right, Susie, young ones holds up better. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but bottom was just one of those first mm. ones where I was laughing so hard. But I think young ones, teenage boy, is kind of the demographic. Yeah, the totally. Like there's scenes in that, well, like the chess scene or when they've 
Yeah, oh, they sell a tape the burglar to the seat. There's just so fucking <laughs> much. I think yeah, the young Rick ones. Mao's a powerhouse. So is Aid yeah. Edmondson, yeah. Though, yeah. to be yeah. fair. They really are. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think the young ones was was one of the first ones to do it. Mm. You know, that was like life. That was the first time that I think real alternative comedy was on the TV, mm. and and it was, you know, and it, and it beca- I was watching the Top of the Pops two the other day. Um, they put them on Friday nights like old episodes of Top of the Pops and, and literally the first time they come on in at number two is Neil with Hole in My Shoe <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's how big how much of an impact that, that show yeah. made that like you know they, they put out a Living Doll and Living Doll went to number one yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, it felt weak, so like watching the young ones obviously I didn't catch it but watching that even now, it feels exciting. It does feel like they were, they knew that they were making something exciting and there was an urgency with it. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it's pucker. Yeah. And it's ab, it has all that, doesn't it? It has the abstract humour in there. And you know, how, have you ever seen that thing about the, how many of them is there in the young ones? How many? You've got Neil. Rick Mail, Edmondson, yeah. Nigel Planner, and yeah. um, Mike, who was Mike, what Mike's yeah. character, Christopher Ryan. But and you then also obviously Alexi Sale was the fifth. Yeah, but no, no, no. There's a fifth. But Ale- yeah. there's Alexi Sale. But he used to come. But there's a fifth tenant who just never says anything. Yeah, it's sort of in the background of loads of. Scenes. If you so I didn't notice at the time. I don't, I'm that observant. But if you, but I, I don't know how I come across it. If it was YouTube or whatever, there's a fifth tenant. Look at you. He's like, yeah. have you two spoke before to throw me off? There's a f- <laughs> look into look into fifth tenant young ones. And in no, loads like, of scenes, yeah. when you go back, in loads of scenes, because of how they've set the frame up for the shot, there's in very difficult places that you wouldn't naturally look because of composition, there's someone with long black hair over their face yeah. sat in corners. Dressed doing in nothing. Black. Dressed in black. You black barely see them. It's not Warlock, is it? Like Neil's mate. No, they never get a mention. They never get acknowledged. You fucking with me? No, I'm not no. fucking with you. It's almost like the girl from the ring is in every, like is, yeah. is in loads of. I don't know if she's in every there in every episode. I'm not sure male or female. I don't know. Who knows? But it's know. honestly, mate, it's spooky and it's brilliant. It's like one of those ones that you know, ten years later, you're like, oh, what? I didn't realise. But that's the that's like why a really really good sitcom will do that. You watch it so many times and then you'll spot something new and it's yeah. just amazing it's like yeah. it feels like someone's told you a secret or something yeah. yeah I just love it and Arrested Development is one that really really does that of like every time you watch it there's there's another joke mm. another layer that you haven't noticed before and that kind of oh, thing I've got to dive into that I really have it's just so much so just so much was was did you ever see that Sean Locke Comedy that was only stories, two seasons. Uh, stories. What was it called? F- f- Fifteen f- stories. Fifteen stories. Was that BBC? Um, I I bought it. That was I, bloody I, good. I never watched it, but my mate like when you need to watch this. So I, I bought it. It is pack up. Still never got round no, to watching it. No, if that's BBC, yeah, it's solid. I think that might. Oh, was it Channel Four? Okay, all right. No, fair days. Any others that you you fixing to say? Um, Royal Family. Um, I I. I I think Carolina Hearns a, mm-hmm. a genius. Yeah. I think she's, uh, and and I think that was a we, we spoke about this on previous podcasts. on no, but uh, a game changer in regards to uh, the whole thing is based in similar settings surrounding to what we're doing now. Yeah. 
is mm. sitting on sofas, and I think the writing on it is just incredible. Yeah, mm. you know, you 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 can't wing that in that kind of environment. You, the, the the writing has to be a hundred and ten percent to 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 make that work, and it, and it, it was, and the casting was incredible. Yeah, I've got a, a lot of time for that, and and as we've said previously as well, just that beautiful thing about English comedy where with Fools and Horses, with The Office, with um, the Royal Family, you can be pissing yourself at something ridiculous and then, boom, they'll switch it. And you're switch the emotions on. thinking, I'm going to cry in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to cry. That fat geezer that scratches his balls and says arse all the time, he's holding his daughter's hand while she's having a baby in the bathroom and you're thinking, I'm going to fucking cry at this. This is, this is breaking my heart. And like... And you, they reveal a little human edge to someone that you don't know exists and it just breaks you in half. And yeah. that's just credit to Carolina Hearn's fucking comedy genius. And to, and while we talk about her, to have her presenting the, the weather forecast on the fast show. Going, <laughs> in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> it, it just... Fucking Scotchio. brilliant. Scotchio. Scotchio. And it was the one when she worked in the uh, in the checkout where she would literally just talk to him about the stuff she was putting in their in their basket was so fucking offensive. And I can't think it was Arabella someone, I can't remember her second Arabella name. Arabella When oh, yeah. the makeup artist like in, in, in the, the uh, in the superstar selling the makeup had the most orange face that would say the most vile things and go, no offence. Yeah. (laughs) That character was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think like for, for them kind of comedies that are based around like your taglines and like that fucking hell, fast show. The fast show was, yeah, it, it sort of developed that kind of sketch show and in a way it was a victim of its own success because they it sounds hackneyed now because everyone knows it so well but it was i remember watching that as a teenager and it was just incredible and like um squeezy cheesy peas but um what are they called the um the man and his sort of the sort of stately home guy, oh, Ted and Ralph. Ted and That's Ralph. incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I really love the painter guy who's obsessed with black. black. Like, he is my absolute Well, it's favorite. like it's black. an off-shade of grey, but well, you could say that it's kind of a little bit, and, and everyone looks worried, don't they? It's Johnny, like, black. Johnny. Black, black, black. Black! They locked me in the... What's, what's the thing about that? Maggots on chest. <laughs> they locked me in the cupboard and fed me pins. Charlie, the brilliant. <laughs> But and, and and to and, and to go back as well, which Ooh. was when I was when you was watching Bottom, mm-hmm. when I was your age doing that, Harry Enfield come out. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And and Harry Enfield. He like, was. Ma- oh my God, that was and, massive. And, and, and Matt was, from, yeah. you know, as a thirteen, fourteen year old going to school the next day, you had the best lines ever yeah. because it was like everyone was just quoting. Harry Enfield. He did very, they were very strong, clear characters, weren't they? What yeah. Harry Enfield was doing. And like a bit later when he got onto things like Kevin and Perry, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never watched. Loads of money. Yeah. Like, I never watched. Um, <laughs> what was the thing that Kathy Burke done with. Um, gimme, thing? gimme, gimme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I never watched yeah. that. And like, and, and that, that, that 
When yeah, I heard no, her Kimmy, on, Kimmy, um, Kimmy was good. I don't think good, it was yeah. Pip's podcast, but when Kathy Burke done Desert Island Discs, she was. She, mm. I, I think she speaks about winning a comedy award for that and just sanding off because she was really proud of that, and mm. everyone kind of didn't credit it with, right. you know, being particularly cool in the yeah. comedy community. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the the public really liked Felt that yeah. show, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's incredible, Kathy. Yeah, Ray. she's fucking Absolutely funny as hell. Amazing. It's yeah. a shame. Um, wine and Wynetta. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell, that was amazing. That was brilliant. Yeah. Right? So, but, but, but we, guys, we've got just to let you know we have one minute thirty-five left on the card. We've been going for about <laughs> two hours twenty minutes. This always happens. <laughs> yeah. Just have a few drinks. You're like, nah, fuck off. Mm. Let me tell you what's right. <laughs> I, I can, I can <laughs> tell you exactly what's best. Um, so we probably should stop it there and thank and, and, and thank our wonderful guest. Yeah, but um, do I don't want to because we just started talking about Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what we we've missed. Yeah, Susie, it's been our amazing. thanks for being asked after running a ten k today. Yes. Congratulations. congratulations! You've just got on a on a on a train and you've you've come to Manchester to. Oh, sit in a room with two this is like my favourite talking about comedy for two hours is one of my favourite things so it's absolutely fine oh no it's been amazing and um, maybe we'll do a horror one yeah man. tell you more about my covers band absolutely a goblin goblin band. Yeah. Uh, Susie thank you so much and uh, listeners we've got 38 seconds let us know what your top five BBC comedies are yeah and um, and yeah if you're haven't for some reason checked out the other podcasts on our network go and check them out because Susie is one of those she sure is Dr Saucy George which I'm sure you're going to hear my mum and dad introduce so <laughs> enjoy well that's the end of it folks we hope you enjoyed it actually I don't care a quick shout out to the camera gimp Brad Acton and 74 I'm on to you until next week, bitches. Keep it foolish, boozy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 